years ago, Mrs. Thatcher recognised the truth behind the European project. No, no, no. I will be advocating. Uh, We're going to make them pay for that wall. Upon it depends our own British life and the long continuity of our institutions and our empire. British. Part one. There is a war going on right now that all of us are part of. It's a quiet war, one that won't be noticed unless you look for it. It's not happening on the other side of the world where it doesn't affect you. It's happening in your town, on your street, in your home. It's not a war against ISIS or Nazis. It's not a war over communism or fascism. It's a war over territory. Our country is being invaded. Every day new foes land on our beaches and we do nothing about it. This is an enemy that, if not stopped, will only grow like rust on an anchor. It is up to us to protect our borders, our homes, our family. It is up to us the truly British, to save ourselves from ruin. Now, I'm not racist, but a topic like immigration can't be ignored just because we don't want hurt uh, feeling. On my street, I've got a black family in the house opposite. Alfred is a dad's name. Lovely fella from Tanzania. Dar es Salaam, if I'm not mistaken. Next door, I've got a Pakistani family. They run a shop at the corner. Bloody brilliant food they make. The other side is George and his wife Annie. Russians. What I'm saying is, they're immigrants. But they're also my neighbours. I'd like to think they're my friends. If being British is being from Britain, and shouldn't the people that choose to live here have more of a right to say it? Igel Alore Imidve Bore or how do you say? Don't drink ahead to the bear's hide. I have been reading up on United Kingdom and you say something the same. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. I have better life ahead of me, hopefully. But until I get to better life, I cannot relax. I cannot expect it to work out good. I don't drink ahead to the bear's height. I have wife and child she gave. Those are what is important. Everything I do is for them. Everything I think is for them. Home. Home is not safe. Not for child. 
So home is now hopefully your home. If you have me. My home is Britain. Tomorrow, everything changes. That's why everyone is finally talking about it. We address a topic that's been avoided for far too long. Immigration. A word that demands nasty looks and rolled eyes when uttered. Asylum. Refuge. Trouble. Tomorrow, we decide if we will allow it or not. We decide our future. Tomorrow, we vote. That's why the world has to be forced to listen. Why I have to force them to listen. Do what is necessary. Look. I realise... I realise I come across as dramatic, but if there's ever a time to act with passion, isn't it now? I want to stand up and shout for the people that aren't being heard. Force a naive to get their heads out of the sand. There will be anger, disgust, disdain at the views I have, but that doesn't matter. Britain is me and I am Britain. Why shouldn't I be proud of that? Pride is a gift to be earned through effort. I'm proud of my country. Proud of my home. I'm proud of my family. And I'm not proud of my family because we moved to a different country and took advantage of a free ride. I'm proud because we worked our way to the top from nothing. My father was a good working class lad that accepted the hand he was dealt and changed it into something good. My family doesn't have a dark history. We don't have a generation that relied upon the job centre as a career. And most importantly, we don't have a bloody foreign accent. I don't expect people in your country will like my accent. It's thick and slowing. I can't speak fast because I'm thinking of what to say after. To say next. It makes British people think of things they told to hate. Socialism. Communism. Stalinism. I know. If I come to your country, it'd be easier to speak your language. It'd make it easier if I speak your language. For a long time I have been practicing, ever since I child. I, I had friend, Mr. Amos, who once did study in England. He very clever, always thinking, always telling me new things about the world. He owned bookstore in village, it's very small. It sell books on Hungary and Germany, but if you ask nice, he have books it back from Britain. My friend Joseph and me would always ask about Britain, wanting to learn about countries so different to ours. After time, he give us books in English to take home. He start teaching us words of English. He start testing. 
Joseph and me grow older, but every week we make sure to see Mr. Amos and every week he tests us. Joseph go away to study, but I stay and keep learning, get job at factory in town. One day I speak to Mr. Amos in English as good as I do now. We talk about breathing, about tea, royal family, stiff upper lip. Safety. Mr. Almost tell me it better to build home there. Family will be safer there. But he also say grass is always green. Some people there might not make it easy, might not want me there. I do not understand why. A country should be proud if people like it so much they want to start a life there. Britain's bloody marvellous, isn't it? The weather's terrible, but then you wouldn't want to live in one of those Arabian places, would you? You'd cook a full English on your forehead with that heat. Nah, I'll take my rain, thank you very much. Keeps me cool. The way I see it, if you get too cold, you can put another hat on. If you get too warm, you can only take so many clothes off without some prude complaining. And trust me, I've had experience. This Muslim lot covered head to toe with her eyes poking through. They've got the right idea. Waterproof that bad boy and you've got the next level of anorak. Burger. That's what it's called. You see, it's important to know a lot about our culture. And it is our culture. Just because they're new it doesn't make them wrong. You don't see pagan druids protesting outside churches, do you? A lot of people don't seem to realise that though, do they? Last week, near one of your states, a young brown lad was walking home by himself when a group of skinheads attacked him. Beaten, black and blue. Two broken ribs, punctured lung, fractured eye socket. His brother, and a few friends tracked down one of the culprits and stabbed him, killed him, street executed. They said they were protecting Islam. Suddenly, Muslims were new enemies. Less intelligent members of my community would tell me how they knew it all along but just didn't want to say it. You can see it in their eyes. I knew nothing about movement. I wanted to educate myself. So, I visited a moth. Funny place. I had to take my bloody shoes off at the door and wash my hands. I expected a cult full of evildoers and vagabonds. What I found, what I found definitely wasn't that. It was peace, kinship for your fellow man, humility, history, a love of all that existed. It moved me. 
I spoke to their version of a priest and imam. When I asked if he thought what these boys did was right, if killing a skinhead was just, he quoted me a passage from the Quran. If anyone killed a person, it would be as if he killed the whole of mankind. And if anyone saved a life, it would be as if he saved the life of the whole of mankind. He said no, it wasn't just. He said, skinhead are only a vessel of a danger to Islam. The fear of Islam, increased by the actions of these vengeful young men, that fuels the hate. Thanks for listening to this episode of British. If you feel moved by any of the themes in this radio play, please visit www.refugee-action.org.uk to learn more about how you can make Britain a safer place.